Welcome back to the Down to Earth podcast. Have you ever gone on a date or met a new friend and have them immediately ask you what zodiac sign you are? Pretty sure we've all been there before. While our zodiac sign can tell us a lot about ourselves, there are a lot more details and placements that determine our true astrological makeup. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by acclaimed celebrity astrologer, Kyle Thomas. Kyle is a globally recognized pop culture astrologer who has been featured on Access Hollywood, E! Entertainment, NBC, ABC, CBS Television, Good Morning America, The Today Show, and many, many more. In this episode, Kyle is going to share his astrological insight with us on key astrological placements, how we can all better understand our astrological charts, how astrology can be used to benefit our daily lives, and insight into big astrological dates in the coming months. Here we go. Welcome to the Down to Earth podcast. We're your hosts, sibling duo, Jonathan and Lorena. In this podcast, we'll be spilling the tea on all things health and wellness related. This podcast is designed to motivate you to take care of your physical, mental, and spiritual health. We'll be bringing on doctors, healers, fitness experts, business leaders, and innovators. Thanks for joining us in our mission of making the world a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place. Here we go. Hey, Kyle, how are you today? I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm really excited for our conversation. Excellent. I I can't wait to see what we uncover. For sure, for sure. Well, I would love to get started by learning a little bit more about your background and what brought you to astrology. Absolutely. So I have always been fascinated by humanity and psychology and myth. And even being a child, I was really just drawn to that kind of content. Like I would go to the library and just get lost for hours. Mm. And, you know, just like dig through these books and, you know, research history and civilizations. And I gradually by, you know, diving into mythology, I found astrology. And one of the things that I thought was so cool about it is that, you know, as, as I was researching it and, you know, just devouring book after book, I was like, wow, this is an entire philosophy based on me and human relationships. And that's what I think is so beautiful about it is that whether you're approaching it from, you know, a predictive standpoint, which is what makes it so famous, you know, with horoscopes, or if you're looking at at it as a tool for self-transformation and insight, it can be really whatever you want it to be. So that's really how I got started into it. And you know, I just, I was always the, the weird astrology kid growing up and I'm still the weird astrology man now. So I guess it all worked out. For sure. And it's cool that now astrology has become a lot more mainstream because my family and I have always loved astrology. We've been super passionate about it. And, you know, even like five, 10 years ago, a lot of times friends of mine would think that I was crazy based on the things that I would say in relating yeah. to astrology. Now there's so much interest in it. It's like one of the most common, I think, first date questions. So there are yeah. a lot of people that are really trying to explore astrology more. So I think now you're the cool astrology guy rather than, you know, how you said people referred to you as like the weird astrology kid. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, at the end of the day, I just love what I do. And I love to be able to harness it as an art form because yeah. it's not science. I mean, that's that's how I approach it. It's an art form. And it's it's not a religion. It's something that you can use and create with and create your life with and engage with 
at whatever capacity you want to. So that's uh, to be a guide here and to be doing it on such a really big level is just very humbling. And I feel very grateful. Absolutely. And you're helping a lot of people because what I find is when somebody gets, you know, an astrological reading, I think one of the issues is people solely go on their sun sign and maybe they'll read like, you know, the more generic type horoscopes and people will say, oh, well, that's general or, oh, that doesn't describe me or, oh, I'm not a typical, you know, whatever. So sign. And they don't fully realize that you actually have so many important things in your in your chart, in addition to just your sun sign. So I think that really delving deeper and learning about you know your rising, your moon, where your other placements are will really help you better understand yourself and maybe even the things that you're meant for in life, whether it's career, whether it's personal, it gives you clarity. Absolutely. I mean, you, you really summed that up so well. And it's I'll, I'll even use myself as an example. I mean, growing up, so my birthday's coming up actually, and I'm a Taurus sun. And mm, so we're direct read, opposites. Yeah, you and I, we have a lot of polarities when I was looking at your chart and, and a lot of similarities too, because, and, and we'll, I'll dive into that in a little bit, but going back to just, you know, researching, like I, I didn't really understand, you know, what a, what a rising sign was until, you know, into my, my teenage years and, and understanding, you know, I, I understood the moon sign and I understood the sun sign, but back then there weren't really you know, capabilities on a technological level to like, just put in your information and find it. And with the advent of the internet, that's really been what has made it such a catalyst to grow. And, but I, the, the cool thing is, is even back then I was just so confused because I was like, there's all these aspects to me that are so much different than a Taurus, you know, Taurans tend to be very like earthy and practical and, and, Hardworking and and I and I have a lot of those characteristics too, but I'm also so fiery. And after having created my my chart, you know, with my with my hands and my you know doing the math and all of that, I found out that most of my chart is in fire, and that's when it really clicked. I was like, oh, there's there's so much more to investigate, and and all of the layers that you peel back becomes so fascinating. And you can, what you're, what one thing means to you as a child can mean very, very different things as you grow. So for for sure. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of people go to astrology when it comes to like relationship compatibility. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's a very common first date question. And I think a lot of people who maybe look at it more on the surface, they'll go based on just like the general sun sign capability, uh, compatibilities. When in reality, I mean, you might have, you know, incredible chemistry and potential for a relationship with somebody who, you know, sun sign wise, you're not compatible with, but there's other placements that could actually make you both very compatible, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I'm a romantic, that's, it's always been (laughs) my, my desire to sort of like find the one and I've dated every single Zodiac sign. And what's been your favorite, if you don't mind sharing out (sighs) of dating wise? I don't, I don't know if I can really say just a favorite. I mean, I've dated the most of Scorpios and Capricorns mm. and those tend to be repeating exes. Let's put it yeah. at this point in time. But I mean, I, I really, I, I really love every single thing about, not, I mean, I don't love every single thing about every single Zodiac sign, but I love connecting with the diversity of different characteristics that each Zodiac sign embodies. I'm really drawn to people that are Leo risings like you are. And you know, that sort of like fire, cause I'm an Aries rising. So that was my sister's an Aries rising. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I love that kind of connection, you know, like I've dated people that were that, or I've had best friends that were that. And so like looking at the layers and the complexity of it, I do think helps you to unravel 
like the intricacy of intimacy. Yeah. And when I'm breaking down astrological compatibility, I'm looking at all of the angles and the way that your planets are having conversations because those conversations, you could have the best compatibility on paper with someone, but if you're not going to activate that energy, it's going to not going to be, it's not going to be there. You know, I mean, like I, I've had interactions and, and relationships in the past where I was like, oh my gosh, this person and I have such mind blowing, incredible astrological compatibility and we could feel it yeah. in reality, but we always have free will and free choice as well. So if like someone hasn't evolved to your level because of trauma or baggage or insecurity or whatever it be, they can't meet you there. Yeah. So that's what I actually just went through recently. So it's just, it's a very intriguing and beautiful art form. Yeah. Again, it's a process. It's a journey. You meet who you're supposed to meet at the right times. And like you mentioned, you know, you've dated a lot of Scorpios, which is technically like opposites on the Zodiac. So I think a lot of times things that people might assume won't work could actually work. Now, in terms of placements, when it comes to compat compatibility, in addition to sun sign, are there any specific planet placements that typically could help maybe foreshadow if there is astrological compatibility? Well, I love looking at the rising sign, which is okay. also known as the ascendant for mm -hmm. people that are, are getting into astrology. And the rising sign is where the sun was rising at your exact moment of birth when you took your first breath. And so from esoteric astrology, we believe that that was the moment that your soul entered your body because mm -hmm. you... Well, it's like you awoke. And that is really, it's, it's very important in marriage and in, in partnership, but it's also in like tied to your identity and how you present yourself and lead your life and, and really, you know, move forward the world through the world. And that's why, like, it, when I find someone that has a really strong alignment of that, that really can show that you can work in tandem, even if your sun signs are not necessarily going to be compatible. But because there are so many different layers of compatibility, even if you don't have a matching rising sign, or even if you don't have a matching, let's say, sun sign, if your moons are in conversation, or your Venus and Mars, or you have these kinds of other astrological aspects, that can also promote a very beneficial relationship. Like, for instance, Saturn. So Saturn is the planet of karma and life lessons. And it's it's cold. It teaches, you know, more dramatic and usually challenging lessons that we go through in our lifetimes. But having a strong aspect with Saturn in someone's charts can actually bring stability in a relationship. So that's why it's exactly. So it's like, let's say you have your, your, your Saturn is in conversation with this other individual's Venus. Well, that promotes a, a balance, a stability, a security, but that's just one factor. You know, you might have the best sex or passion with someone, but there's no actual long-term commitment mm -hmm. and, or you might have the most incredible intellectual stimulation with someone but you don't have an easy emotional rapport. And that's why, you know, having studied psychology, I love to really look at that and understand it from, you know, Myers-Briggs or, or looking at, you know, Freud or, you know, all these different kinds of like young, you know, all these different kinds of psychologists that have had their own theories about human personality and then also layering that 
with the art form of astrology. And, and I just think that that's so empowering to have a different lens to look at things through. Yeah, for sure. And the great thing about astrology is there really are so many practical elements to it. I think that the average person probably doesn't realize like how practical it could be in their daily lives and how much it could actually help them. So what do you find, you know, with astrology and with the average everyday person, what are some ways in addition to compatibility and relationships that one could really benefit from understanding both their personal astrologic makeup and also what's going on currently, right? I mean, we all know like Mercury retrograde, which I'd love to speak with you more about. And there are certain times in the year when maybe you should avoid like a new partnership or a business venture. So what are some ways that you typically guide people on, you know, when it comes to astrology and daily life? Well, first off, I just want to say, I love that you are so educated about this subject so far. And <laughs> because a lot of the people that I do connect with, they have a very shallow or very or basic, not in a bad way yeah. of understanding of the complexity of it. And when you're looking at practical astrology, like mundane astrology, like the, the way that it affects our everyday lives, it really can work in your favor to know when to strike and when to hold back exactly using Mercury retrograde as an example. So a lot of people in pop culture think that Mercury retrograde is the end of the world. Well, that's not the case. And essentially any retrograde is just an optical illusion from our perspective on earth, but that's where astrology is based. It's from the earth. It's from our perspective of reality and the cosmos. And so that's why, you know, if, if we're seeing this planet move from its orbit and move in a different direction, it actually does have real world effects on our lives, whether or not you practice or believe or follow astrology, like it's still going to happen. And, you know, with Mercury being the planet of communication and business and travel and connection, you want to have Mercury in a very positive, strong movement in order to be able to get the most impact from his benefits. And, you know, that's why if you sign a contract, you want it to be really strong because that's what Mercury rules. You, let's say you're planning, I mean, pretty much planning anything. I mean, even any sort of negotiation, any sort of commitment, even if let's say you're getting back together with someone from the past, whether it's a business associate or a lover, you can do that during a retrograde phase and that's fine. But I'd still want you to let time pass. So as you're processing and downloading that information and going through your own inter internal transformation through it, then you feel like you're on stable ground. And then you're like, okay, we can sign this. Okay, we can make sure that we're speaking the same language. And we were, we're on the same page about all these kinds of things. And again, even going back to, to, you know, particularly really good days, you know, astro weather is something that I really love to talk about in my work. And that is like seeing the conversations that are happening in the sky. And there are auspicious periods, which could bring luck or bring more money or happiness. And then there are periods that you want to avoid because when you're signing that contract or making that plan, you are impregnating that energy into that specific, specific action. So there's, there's just lots of different ways that I consult with clients and, and try to provide content and guidance online about those kinds of things. And it's amazing that you do that because I think for the average person, it's confusing. So for the average person who maybe wants to know, maybe they're planning a wedding or they have something in the works, where can they sort of get a little bit more informed on, like you mentioned, astro weather or like, you know, beneficial dates to do those kinds of things on? 
Well, I specialize on that and I put that on my website all the time. Amazing. And so my, my website is kylethomasastrology.com. I also release a ton of content specifically based around that on my Instagram as well. Yeah, you have a great Instagram. Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. So it's Mr. Kyle Thomas, M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-O-T-H-O-M-A-S. I could spell my name. And so I, I, that's the big thing I feel like people come to me for, you know, really seeing, you know, how to, to strike at the right times, to hold back, to even understand what's going on. You know, there are people like we're going through eclipse season right now and eclipses are so intense. And a lot of the people that I've been talking with, whether that's a client or a celebrity or a friend or family, whatever it be, over the last month, we've been just up and down. It's like one moment we're on fire and excited. And then one moment we're just like, on the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And that's because of these influences are affecting us. And so that's why, like, I mean, I will, you know, specifically say that, you know, I really feel confident and happy with the kinds of content that I release there. But there are so many different avenues out there that you can look about look up this kind of information. And, you know, whether you're looking up astrological aspects or horoscopes. But to be honest, I feel like a lot of the nuance and the the intricacy gets lost on people that don't have that have not studied it yeah. and have not spent a lot of time diving into it like i actually had a client so i i've recently started opening up my my calendar to doing some live readings again because i've just been focusing on media for the last several years and i have other media projects that are coming in again very soon but i have like a window and so one client was just like literally freaking out because they were like, oh my God, I get to sit down and talk with you. Mm -hmm. And like, you can explain it to me. So that's why I feel like, you know, going to a trusted source, wherever that be, hopefully it's me, people can find the right kind of guidance that speaks to them. Absolutely. And I think it's really empowering to understand astrology because like you mentioned, right, especially with eclipse season, a lot of highs and lows, a lot of ups and downs. And I think people who maybe don't fully understand or or even believe in astrology might yeah. feel very moody. I feel like a lot of us lately are, are moody and up and down. And a lot of people, when in reality, there are greater things at play that that influence that as well. So I think that when you realize there's more going on, right? Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I would agree with that statement that we place the blame on ourselves. I think most people deflect that and place the blame on other people. That's true. As well. I, I'm, I'm think very, it, yeah. It takes a really reflective and wise human being to be able to look within and understand those kinds of things, which clearly you do. You have a lot of Scorpio placements, you yeah. know, you, you run a successful podcast, you love to connect with people. So you, you already are someone that does soul, like soul searching. And so that's why I feel like, you know, when we do see these different kinds of cosmic frequencies or events that are taking place, it helps you to also navigate like, okay, maybe I need to step step back and not freak out at my partner or not blow up at my boss or whoever it be. Even if it's the person in like the grocery line, you can take a step back and be like, all right, I'm going to try to work through that and, and channel it in a healthy and productive way. Absolutely. And I also feel like 
we're all individuals, right? We're all here for a reason. We also all have like our own individual challenges that we have to overcome. And I think even Zodiac wise, right? Different Zodiacs have different challenges that innate things that you need to sort of work on. So I think understanding those things, like for some, it might be temper or forgiveness. I know for Scorpios, forgiveness is a tough one. So, you know, sort of knowing the things that that are going to challenge you and finding ways to, to work on that, I think it'd be really productive. Absolutely. And, and that's why like, as I bring, you know, my content to mainstream publications or television, et cetera, I, I try to synthesize all of the, the themes or the lessons or the, the wisdom that I possibly can in a way that people can ingest it, process mm-hmm. it, and still not feel overwhelmed by it. Because if I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, Jupiter is squaring Pluto and we have Mercury retrograde exactly conjunct with Uranus. And now it's going to be opposite the eclipse, et cetera. Like people are going to be like, I just don't know or care. I I try to be like focused on a sense of like, okay, well, this is going to be a tough and challenging period. These are tools that you may be able to use to try to either ground yourself or proceed in, in a positive way. And that's great because then you don't end up scaring people away from it, right? I think if people can't understand it and it's too far-fetched, then they're not going to apply it or, or even continue on with it. So I think it's great that you make it really interesting and engaging and digestible because you know the goal is for people to learn more about it and, and try to delve deeper. Now, there are a lot of misconceptions about astrology out there as well. What are some of the big ones that you see that you'd like to clear up? I mean, I think I already touched on one earlier. I think a lot of people that don't understand the principles and the uses of astrology think that it's like a spirituality and it's not, it's not a religion. It's not a spirituality. It is a perspective on reality and it helps you to find guidance at times when you may need it, whether that's about looking within or connecting with someone else. And I really love the interpersonal aspect, you know, the relationships, because you can, you can gain insight into maybe why someone acts the way they do. But I still think at the end of the day, it's it's an offering from the universe for you to be able to engage with the universe as an active creator. You know, I, I'm I think a lot of people nowadays are talking about manifestation. Yes. And and I love that. And I and I have been doing that for a very long time. Yeah. And and I love that. And I think it's great. But still even with the using the, the tools of astrology, people don't understand how to manifest, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's timing, it's intention, it's action, it's all of them blending in the, in the same way. And so I think that those are some common misconceptions that I run up against. And at the end of the day, I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. Like, I'm too busy for that. Not to be just, I mean, that's, it's just the truth. I'm too busy for that. I am very happy with my life. And I'm building the life as I desire and, and the, that, that I am proud of. And that makes me happy. And at the end of the day, if you don't want to follow it or believe it or read it, that's okay. You're, you're lost, right? <laughs> it's not, but no, I mean, I'm not going to like, it's not yeah. if they don't like, for instance, like my dad, my dad and I have had a very interesting relationship throughout my life. He's an Aquarius son. And he is a Sagittarius rising and a Virgo moon. Mm. And I, I love him. I love him so much. And he's so 
he's grown on me. You know, the older that I've gotten, our relationship has just gotten better and better. And there were periods where even before he knew that I was like super into astrology, like doing this professionally, he was like talking about like compatibility and, you know, like, oh, Gemini's are crazy or blah, 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 you know, these things. And I'm sitting here and I was just like, well, dad, I actually, this is my job bringing it up. And then, and then he went into a period where he was just like completely rejecting everything because it may not have said what he wanted it to say. And, you know, then it's crazy. And then it's don't bring that in my house. And then I'm like, okay, well, then I guess I just won't talk about it. And then, it, then he goes back, you know, to like being like, okay, what's going on? Like, wow, this is so <laughs> cool. Like, so I, again, it's just like, it can, it can be a tool for you if you want it to be. Yeah. And if you do not, there are other tools that the universe have given, has given, has given us. And I hope that whatever you're looking for, you find. Absolutely. Now you mentioned manifestation, which has become very, very popular, definitely a, a buzzword. But like you mentioned, not everyone knows how to do it properly. And there are days in the year that powerful days to manifest. So what are some tips that you have when it comes to manifestation? How could we manifest more effectively? I think when it comes down to manifestation, it's understanding what you want. And really finding that time to look within and understand where you are and what that goal may be. So for instance, you know, I, I know people that are like, I want love or I want a partner. Okay, cool. Well, have you done the work already to set the stage for that to be a reality that you can live and work within? And, you know, so whether that's like exercising, focusing on your mental health, you know, getting yourself in a position where you can actually welcome a partner to meet you halfway. So like, you know, that's the initial step. Like if you don't have that, that set up, no one's going to be able to meet you there and the relationship will be built on shaky ground. So, you know, we've got that to, to kind of set aside. And then I think by, by using astrology, you understand that there are auspicious periods in time when you can actually take action, that you plant that seed into, into life, into reality, into your movement forward and striking at those particular times, you're set up in a better way than if you had gone at a time when it was not necessarily in your favor. And that's why, so it's like, you're, you're putting it out there and, you know, as you're, as you're, as you're putting it out there, not even just from, you know, your thoughts, but you've got to take action. It's the, it's going back to that example where, and I've had clients, you know, that have, that have contacted me in the past that have like, you know, years ago, they had done a reading and they'd be like, oh, well, you said I was going to find love here. And I was like, that's when there's opportunities for you to find love. If you're just going to sit at home and play video games or get back together with your ex, that's not going to give you love because you're not doing the work to actually find something of value. So I feel like that's probably my my best explanation of it. I'm actually working on a book about it right now. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah. So I've, I've got a lot of different projects that are happening later this year, which I'm super pumped about, but that will tie into some of them. So, but yeah, you are totally right. I think a lot of people do miss the action part. They think that they mm -hmm. could make a vision board and these things will just come to you. And I mean, getting out there, making these things happen. It's like the analogy of the man who wanted to win the lotto, right? And then eventually God is like, well, you have to buy a ticket first. So, you know, you do have oh, to like actually get out there, try to work on the things that you want to bring into your life, uh, but also having the right mindset and words of affirmation and positivity, all those things definitely play a part in it as well. Well, and I think those are tools. Yes. You know, I think that we have different kinds of tools that we can work towards generating the energy and the the clarity of vision that will get us to where we want to be. 
you know, and, and again, it's like, you know, let's say you want, like, let's use you as an example. Mm-hmm. One day you started thinking about wanting to create a podcast and you were like, okay, well, what, how do I do that? You thought about it and you planned it. Well, you're, you're engaging with people and you're, you're building a platform, you're building up content and you're also changing people's lives because you're actively putting action within that. You know, I hope that every single person, no matter what episode that they listen to from you is, is changed or they find a a glimmer of, of wisdom or hope because at the end of the day, like that makes the world a better place. But that still goes back to your initial actions of wanting to manifest a podcast. And now do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, you 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 take all of that you you build it up and you continue to push it forward absolutely and i mean i have a new project that i'm working on now that i've been working on for 6 years and i love yeah it took a, it took a while right so it was like planting seeds and i mean it really yeah. is a manifestation but it took 6 years of persistence to finally get it to the point where it has become a reality so i think understanding that even if you have a really clear vision for what you want, it might not necessarily happen as you expect. And it might take a lot longer, right? I mean, there might be a lot of challenges along the way to test you to see if you really truly want what it is that you desire. So you have to like also take into account the uh, the need for like persistence and patience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been involved in Hollywood, at, at least some aspect of entertainment since I was like seven years old. Wow. And I, I live in Los Angeles. I love it. I love what I do. But back then, I didn't imagine being an astrologer. But what I do now is I do astrology for TV and the media. Yeah. In Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, Full I circle. still got what I, exactly. It's like, I still got what I've wanted. And it's not over yet. I'm yeah. just beginning because of all these exciting things that I have going. But again, it's not me sitting here being like, well, it's just written in my stars. It's there are things that are greatly in my favor, but I am also going to work tirelessly and with gratitude to bring it into reality. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you have a, a great mindset for success. And I know that you mentioned all the work that you do in Hollywood and you have a cool section on your website where you pretty much have the astrological makeup of a lot of celebrities and like world leaders, which is cool to see. Are there any like specific placements or commonalities that you see with a lot of people who either become very well-known or like leadership type people that are successful in our society. Absolutely. But I I think that there's, there's not just one astrological component or aspect that brings success. It's, it's the whole framework of how that tapestry comes together. But also, like I said, you could have the most wonderful and incredible birth chart. And then if you sit there and being like, Oh, I'm just going to wait for things to happen all of that potential is being lost, just like with relationships. So you can meet the love of your life and then you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to let them pursue me. Then you're not going to be with the love of your life. You know, like it, it just comes back to that. But I do think, you know, when we do look at celebrities, we we really do see strong energies within the ascendant, which is that's your identity. It's how you lead, the, lead through the world. The midheaven is, is also known as the 10th house. And that is typically aligned with career, public recognition, fame. Uh, the descendant, which is the seventh house, is related to not only just one-on-one relationships, but also the public, the relationship with the public. So, you know, there, like I, you, I could literally look at every single house in, 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 there's 12 houses in astrology, just like there's 12 zodiac signs, and they all rule a different area of your life. But, you know, some celebrities that I've seen 
<laughs> they have an incredibly built out second house, which is about wealth. Mm. And so their their destiny and their 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 activity was built for wealth. And then there are other people that are of a more creative mindset and brilliantly visionary. And that might be because there is a lot of activation between their first house and their fifth house, which the fifth house rules art and expression. You know, do you see? So that's why it, it's, yeah. it's 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 so complicated. And but it's 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 funny because like even when I do predictions for major events, the Emmys or the Grammys or whatever it be. It's crazy because you can always see who is more favored at a certain time. And, it, but the, but the cool thing is, is usually all of the nominees for something, you see them all being favored, mm. but they're usually favored for different things. Like some person might have a really beautiful aspect on that exact day with the sun, which is the, you know, like career and life force and, 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 and you know, our energy that aligns with their Jupiter, which is luck and expansion. So that's why it's, again, it's like, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that think that they are astrologers and they aren't. And they think that because they've read a book and they can talk about it on TikTok, that they are suddenly an authority. And I'm like, there it's, you, no, you've got to, you've got to understand all of the details of it. And even though I, I might take, some of my astrological insight and sort of package it in a way for the mainstream in, in a more general way. Sometimes I'm trying to do it in a way that brings decades of experience to the table so that people can still get the message across. Does that Absolutely. make sense? A hundred percent. That makes total sense. And as a a consumer, right? As somebody who wants to learn more about astrology, you know, if you get a reading done, like a life reading, that's great. But then things also change every year, right? So you should also potentially, if you're interested, right? There's pretty much a yearly reading. I think it's like three months after your birthday that sort of kind of shows you how your year might look, right? Oh my God. So yeah. So that's another thing that like I I, I like to talk about with with people and clients in general too. So like there's there there's there are so many different kinds of astrologers too that specialize in different things. Like there are financial astrologers, there are personal like you know like life coaches. There are you know people that with all these different specialties because there's just astrology rules all aspects of life. So of course there's going to be diversification on a professional level. And what looking at the birth chart, I don't like to just make predictions about someone's entire life, because who am I to say that, that you're going to consistently have bad relationships for the rest of your life with, if, if you know what I mean? Like, and you're, like, you're setting I, someone up for failure, which exactly. You don't know. And yeah. that, that, that just makes me so that makes me really frustrated when I see other professionals out there. I'm like, that is not your right to do that. But you know, everyone has their own sort of philosophy, I suppose. But in, like, I mean, I've had people be like, oh, can you predict death? Or can you predict like these awful things? And I'm like, why would you ever want to know that? Yeah. Because you're living your, you're living in that shadow forever. Yeah. And so that's why, again, you know, it, when I'm looking at someone's natal chart, I'm going to pick out the key aspects that they need to know, maybe about talents or or things. And if they have a specific question, like what's a good career path that's like suited to me, and I'll be like, okay, well, let's look at these aspects and your natal chart and talk about where you may have some areas of opportunity. But again, I'm not going to say you're going to be famous 
you know, because it, it creates this sort of, it's this sort of predestination. And I've, and I've seen, I've seen this with people and then it just doesn't come hap- to happen because they don't work for it. Yeah, You may have an, op- an opening because you're a brilliant communicator or you're an incredible artist or you're a provocative detective or whatever it is, but you need to be able to, 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 to lean into those areas while also working against or through some of the more challenging aspects in order to, to really get the most out of it. But then going back to what you're saying about the transits and a transit is a movement of a planet. And when it either is going through an area of your chart or it's aspecting particular planets. And what happens during these times is we, we can know when there's a likelihood that you're gonna find love or there's a likelihood that you're gonna make more money Whatever it be, you know, because like I said, astrology can it all of the it com- has all the components of life. But you know, knowing that forecast and what you might be working through and working toward, I think is very beneficial because you can be more strategic. Like that's one thing that I, I really feel like I try to also work with with clients and and put into my particular horoscopes is to be strategic. If you knew that you have a map that tells you everything you need to know, well, why don't you use it? Yeah. I think JP Morgan, like the original JP Morgan had a quote where he said, millionaires don't need astrologers, but billionaires do. Did yeah, you see that? totally. Yeah. yeah. It's still not guaranteed success because you have to also put effort into it. You know, like the cosmos are not pre-written and we are always active creators within an ever evolving universe. But I love the tool of astrology because like I said, it gives you that extra leg up to not only forecast what is coming, but how you may anticipate to react. Absolutely. Now, looking ahead in the coming months, are there any big dates to look out for specifically? I know, you know, we're in retrograde now, but aside from that, anything else on the horizon that we could all sort of get ready for? Totally. Well, we have we're in eclipse season right now. So we are dealing with that kind of energy and that's going to echo out for pretty, I mean, pretty much until the beginning of, of June, until basically June 5th. And eclipse season is when, you know, even though we have a lot of uh, energy that happens right around eclipse, and this happens anytime we are having eclipses, whether that's a solar eclipse or a new, uh, or a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse. So it always begins like about four weeks prior and echoes out for about four weeks after. So there's a lot of transformations and and turnings of events and shifting of the sands of time that are all taking place at the same time for everyone. So that's why these high powered events really echo out. So we're, we're dealing with that. I mean, May is, is going to be, is still going to be challenging. I think April was really challenging. We had some really positive aspects. Like we had the, the luckiest day of the year with, with Jupiter and the sun in a conjunction. April 11th. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I love that particular aspect whenever it happens and actually happens on my birthday next year. And I'm like, yes. Doesn't it happen on my sister's birthday this year? I actually got my first byline at the day on the Daily Mail on that day. I on that like, day? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. But going back to kind of like where we're going, I mean, I think energetically for the rest of the year, we I like there's two big things that I kind of want to bring up. And the first one is Jupiter. And I love to focus on Jupiter. Jupiter is very prominent in my birth chart. So it really resonates with me. And so wherever Jupiter goes, I feel it really potently. 
And so Jupiter is the planet of luck and expansion and miracles. It, it brings abundance of whatever it's touching. So it's entering into Taurus on May 16th of 2023, and it's going to stay there until May 24th of 2024. Mm. And during that time, on a collective level, we'll be dealing with, on an internal level, slowing down. We're trying to, you know, it's the kind of proverbial time when you like stop and smell the roses, you indulge, indulge more in your sensual pleasures. And, but that can be a positive or negative because if someone's going to suddenly spiral off the deep end and they're going to have 18 bottles of wine, that's not a good thing. That's very hedonistic, but on a positive end, it can be very intimate and romantic and prosperous, you know, and, and Taurus also rules finances and possessions and you know wealth so like i think those particular things can we can bring that into our lives more more potently so there's a big that's a big thing i'm really excited about that so and, and all all zodiac signs are going to benefit from that uh but especially especially taurus and or taurus rising or taurus moon or anyone that has strong taurus placements and, you know, so that's a, that's a really, really lovely energy that we're going to be working with. We also are experiencing a pretty hot and sizzling summer in a romantic sense. Mars is going to be going into Leo. And Leo is the zodiac sign of courtship, fertility, creativity, true love. And so it, it enters on May 20th. It's going to stay until half of the summer. And then Venus is going to stay in Leo all summer and the fall. And it's going to literally be in, in Leo as well until October 8th. And the reason that's taking place is because Venus is going to go retrograde. And when Venus goes retrograde, and, and this is why, like, literally, I think everyone is going to start to notice this. There's going to be a nostalgic energy that starts to creep in already in June, even though Venus doesn't station retrograde until the end of July. And it re it's stations direct on September 3rd. And that's the most potent period where we're like totally nostalgic, but like, we're already going to be dealing with like thinking about exes or people from the past or situations around self-worth and, and passion that entire time. And, you know, so that's why I think if you've ever had like the one that got away, if you are still hung up on someone from the past, even if you're not, you may reconnect with them. And what I again, try to do with with teaching these kinds of concepts is using it to your advantage so like i want people to be able to like if you're going to reunite with someone make sure that you were very wise about it and you choose to do that or you know don't repeat the same patterns or or find closure and release it so those are the two big things that i think i would bring up about this year and yes there are many other important aspects but those are the more prominent ones in the immediate future well, those are two really big ones. So thanks for sharing. And then I guess for all the others, we'll definitely stay posted on your website and Instagram. But yeah. see, like knowing these things could be super helpful, you know, regardless of what it is that you're focusing on in the coming months or year, just knowing that, you know, there's times coming up where, you know, it's a good time to focus on certain elements of your life could be really helpful for all of us. Absolutely. And now, so I have a stellium in Scorpio, which for people don't know what a stellium is. Could you explain that a little bit? Because I'm sure a lot of people have stelliums in various planets. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's not like stelliums, stelliums happen when multiple planets are in the same particular either house or zodiac sign, like the same piece of the sky. 
So usually because the sun is always really close to Venus and to Mercury because they're personal planets, you usually have, though those are pretty, pretty close, you know, whether they're in the same zodiac sign or like one or two over, you know, because I think that's just the furthest they can go. Whereas Mars can be anywhere because it cycles on a different orbit. So if you happen to have Mars also, which is also a personal planet, close to all of those, you're already going to have a stellium close to your birthday. Like if they're all in that particular area of the sky. But I mean, you can have many different kinds of stelliums. You could have your moon like in relation to the outer planets. Like for instance, you know, we had the great conjunction in Aquarius on December 21st of 2021. And we had, you know, so let's say your moon and you were born right around that time. Well, you're going to have a stellium, right? Either right in Capricorn or right in Aquarius, because they were all really close to each other. So like that, there's that. And when you have a stellium, just as a general sort of theme is that you, you have a, a great intensity of that kind of energy. Like you're very, you really embody those kinds of themes very significantly. Like I don't have a stellium in Sagittarius, but I have a lot of Sagittarius. So that's why I hunger for the kinds of things that Sagittarius tends to have, you know, like they're very curious and philosophical and eager about connecting with, you know, vast experiences and higher education, et cetera. So, but, but I'm, I'm a Taurus. Like you never would read that as a Taurus. Yeah. You know? no, that. So yeah, that's that. Very cool. Well, you've cleared up so much today. And I think for the average person who is maybe just getting into astrology, this will hopefully really motivate them to learn a lot more about it. What are some resources that have helped you on your path? I mean, you have an incredible website and Instagram. Any other resources that you recommend for people who really feel a calling to delve deeper into astrology? I mean, it really, again, it just depends on what level that they're at. I mean, I I would go, I would not just sit here and trust the internet. I would yeah. go get a book. Yeah. I would go to a library. I know that sounds crazy to people to be like, wow, we're actually <laughs> going to go into a library. But I'm like, yeah, seriously, you know, go into a library, look at different resources. And I think, you know, for the internet, being a resource where you can find a lot of information, you know, if it's, it, it, it can whet your interest. And I think that, you know, like, yes, you can learn about like, what is a moon sign or like, what is an, what is your ascendant or what's your Venus sign? And you can find that, but there's a lot of fluff up there that doesn't really dive into it. So that's why like, there's books by like Robert Hand. I love his books. Like his stuff is so complex and intense. And, yeah. you know, like I've been reading that stuff for so long. I just love it. But, but like 99.9% .9 of people are not going to want to read that because it's just too complex. For sure. So like I said, have, have some fun, dig around on the internet. But if you actually really want to look into this, you should probably go to a library. Yeah. No, I agree. I think going to the books, really learning about like the foundation yes. of basics is a great place to start. And then for anyone out there who wants to potentially work with you, get a reading done by you or learn more about your work, where are the best places to reach you at? My website is kylethomasastrology.com. I have tons of horoscopes there. I have information about compatibility and love and sex and, you know, just insights into astrology of people that are looking to learn a little bit more. So you can check that out. You can also contact me through my contact page for a written or live reading. And just depending on what media projects I'm working on at that time, I may or may not be able to do live. And so that's my, that's my big resource there. And then my Instagram is where I engage the most. 
So you can find me at Mr. Kyle Thomas, M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. I post every day. I post all about different kinds of astrological transits, information about the zodiac signs. And if you if you are on Facebook, you can find me. But realistically, Instagram is probably the place to go. Instagram, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and for all the work that you do for really bringing a lot of clarity to, you know, a topic that for a lot of people is super confusing and very new. So keep up the great work. Thank you so much for uh, really teaching me so much today. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, it was my pleasure. Thanks for joining me on my episode with Kyle Thomas. Kyle shared such great insight with me on so many important astrological topics and helped me better understand how to apply astrology to everyday life. As always, if you have any questions, please email me at podcast at drinkdowntoearth.com or get in touch with me on Instagram at drinkdte. In the meantime, stay healthy and stay hydrated. Cheers. Now it's time for you to go out there and do at least one small thing to better your health today. Always choose to make your life a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place. Until next time. Cheers to good health.